Welcome to the People Like Us podcast, brought to you by PlusOneCommunity.com. The podcast to get a little bit healthier, to have a little more fun for a little while longer. Now get ready to learn something with hosts Gerald Mays and Chef Roberta Higuera. Welcome, everybody, to the People Like Us podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Mays, and this is... Chef Roberto Higuera. That's like I see you just like 100% just cut out the chef-chef part now, huh? Oh, yeah. After I've been made... I've, I've brought <laughs> I attention. I kind of really forgot about I brought that. attention to it, and now you just stopped doing it. It's fine. Like, no worries. No worries. Chef. I chef appreciate Roberto it. Higuera. So, uh, <laughs> how's your weekend been? It was pretty good, actually. You know, I went to the... Uh, to the roller skate rink for the first time. That was pretty fun. A roller skate rink. Yeah. What were you doing there? Um, I think it was my sister-in-law's sister's birthday. Is that your sister-in-law's sister? Birthday. It's birthday. Yeah, and she wanted she wanted uh to take the kids to the roller rink, and I, since I had the kids on the weekend, she was like, "You want to go with us?" I was like, "Yeah, let's go give it a try." I never been. Um, I guess they had taken over. It's called the Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. and the the TMT group took over the money. Yeah, the money made yeah. group that one on Boulder. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually. I mean, I had never is, been there. Is it still Crystal Palace. I don't. I, I don't. I mean, it just a skate on the side. I really don't know the name of it or anything. Mm-hmm. I just know that that's where we're meeting up, and uh, yeah, it was fun. I had a great time. Um, it was actually a pretty. It's a it's a workout, dude. I was yeah, I was, sweat, I was sweating. I don't know. I think you know the face mask too had like a lot to contribute to because you know mm-hmm. bringing it up in your in your face. But still, I mean, regardless, and then like trying to keep your balance and helping out the kids and stuff, man. But my little daughter though, she was she was like she was shredding out there. I mean, she she got roller skates for for Christmas this past mm-hmm. past year. So her mom says that she just goes out a lot and keeps practicing. So she was out there running circles around everybody. Oh yeah, yeah it's crazy. But That's it was cool. yeah, had a good time. So we're so what's your uh, What's your rollerblading skill like? Is it roll bounce skill? Is I'm it, not there yet. Is it 80s moonwalking in place on your four-wheel skates? <laughs> or are you like a crash dummy? Uh, right now I'm in the I'm kind of passing the stage of crash dummy. I'm learning. I'm, I'm okay. you know, I'm learning how to pick up speed. I'm I'm still learning how to do the turns. You know how they kind of do the step, yeah. step, 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 and do the turn? I try to do that and I almost I almost ate it. I did fall. I did fall. Did you? Not gonna lie. Yeah, it kind of hurt. Actually, on the other side, yeah, got, yeah. got a bruise. I was about but. to say, you, you fell last time. <laughs> that, was, around, that was a whole different thing. <laughs> playing around on a, on a scooter. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> oh, skating man. is actually really fun. I enjoy skating. Four wheel skating. I'm like, I'm like in between roll bounce, 80s moonwalking, and just regular skate mm-hmm. there was this dude there like he was like vibing to all the music but like the way he was skating like it was pretty majestic like the dude oh, was no, like legs moving yeah he was like i was like man these dudes like mm-hmm. oh man they, they were busting out some crazy yeah, it's like pop locking with skates yeah on. it's it's pretty it's pretty cool <laughs> that's not cool. gonna lie that's cool yeah what about yeah. you man weekends were this weekend was uh kind of kind of crazy yeah uh with with my kids going back to school for two oh. days out of the week so it was busy. Plus, my uh, my in laws celebrated forty years of marriage. Oh, wow. you know what the coolest thing about that was? What was that? They had the audio from when they got married forty years ago. Oh, wow! And That's they actually played, they cool. played the vowels like over, like at the. I was like, wow! Like now that is that is something. And uh, my mother, my father, lied told me that my that my mom that it was on a uh, cassette tape mm. and. You know, like that shit. My mother like kept up with it for forty years. Cassette tape. Yeah, Dang. Was, for forty years she kept up with that tape, 
and then just had it transcribed into digital media two weeks ago. And they oh, played it. And you should have seen the the looks of everybody. You know what I mean? Like the look of everybody when they heard that. Because at first we were like, what is this? And then we were like, because they, they, they renewed their vows 10 years ago too. Mm. And that was at the same time as uh, my wife's grandparents. They renewed theirs 45th and they were married 30 or something like that. Wow. So yeah, it was. That's it was, pretty cool. That's a pretty. It was a, it was a really, really, really cool evening. To see those, to see yeah. those people that have fun, come together with family that they love and care about, it was it was a, a a really 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 good evening, like really good, like to hear that come from come out of the speakers, mm. like I could tell that it was my father in law, my mother in law, but like you're like dang, not. Uh, like my mother in law sound like a stone cold fox. Mm. She didn't. She 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 joked said that she didn't get her uh, her mom her mom and grandma voice yet. <laughs> it didn't turn. That's it didn't funny. turn raspy. It was like it, it sounded kind of like, like one of those princesses from like a Disney movie. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like Very, how Cinderella or Snow yeah. White sounded. That's how it sounded. Oh, and really? I was like, Who is that lady? Wow, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was a it was a really really neat experience. Uh, yeah, they had a service at a Catholic Catholic church. Mm. Yeah, that was that was interesting. That's dope, dude. That was really interesting. That's cool. We got to spend some time with family like that, like and experiences yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would have never seen myself like even trying to roll with kids. It was just kind of like, all right, you know, let's get out the house and and to turn into a thing that we might start doing like maybe every other weekend. You know yeah, what that's mean? good. That's good. I mean, I had a great time. I didn't even know. I may have to drop off a little drill to you or something if y'all go. Yeah, man. Because he likes he like that stuff too. Oh, for real? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Everybody, he's just the youngest, you know, and everybody yeah. else is so big, you know, they don't like to do the little kid stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe Layla does a little bit, but. To an extent, right? Yeah, to an extent, yeah. then it's like I'm over it. That's but, my that's my older daughter is too. Yeah, but to yeah, it was a really good week, a busy weekend. I didn't get any of the stuff that I had planned, and I it's probably because I'm not supposed to do it on the weekends anyway. Yeah, but you know, it is what it is. I have fun. The kids have fun. I have pictures and stuff like that. And I think the biggest thing is like you can't you can't ever replace memories. You can't. You know what I'm saying? Not unless you, you record them like exactly. <laughs> And those oh, memories, yeah. like, even if you look at them on, you know, on your phone or anything like that, like there's a big difference from looking at something, pictures on the phone and just sitting back and reflecting, mm. you know, I mean, from your own recollection of what happened and, and the emotions and how you felt about it and what you saw. And, you know, like you, you, you can't capture the true feelings of an experience through any sort of cameras or camcorders or something. So, you know, You're if, there's, if right. there's a tip that I could give people in life as they move through is uh, you don't have to take a picture of everything. You don't. You know, sometimes, you know, take a couple pictures so that, you know, if you're going to take pictures, take pictures so that it gives you that it, reminder. It reminds you yeah. to think about the experience. Nice. You know I like I mean? that. But I wouldn't want your whole experience to be taking pictures of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, places where you could have just got sucked into capturing the moment via via picture or or video mm-hmm. and not experience the moment so i think my like the tip of the day would be experience your moments yes don't get caught up trying to document them exactly that's actually really good i like that yeah so let's move on into the topic of <laughs> chef roberto you are in charge today i huh? sure am what I are we talking charge. about uh well i was thinking um uh 
kind of thinking sort of like our general health and stuff like that. And I had, I had um, talked to a, a friend of mine recently. He was talking about how kind of he's been stressed out lately uh, working in the kitchen and stuff like that. And I kind of thought to myself, hmm, like I'm thinking maybe I come up with a couple like uh, tips and ideas on how to de-stress yourself from the kitchen. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, so my question for you is, is why do you think many people find it stressful to be in the kitchen? Like what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, Maybe from a personal experience, if you find it to be stressful in the kitchen when you're in there, uh, I know as of lately you you've taken the the kind of role. Yeah, you know, I've been cooking a lot actually. Lately. So how do how, do you feel any kind of stress when you're in there? Um, I think the stress comes from a lot of different ways because there's a a lot involved with the cooking part mm-hmm. that isn't cooking. All right. I mean? So like I can tell you straight up, if I have to clean the kitchen first. Mm. before I get to cook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the meal may not be as good or I may not want to spend that much time in there. You, you already started I mean? off on the bad foot. Yeah, like on the bad we're foot. already on yeah. the bad foot. So, yeah. And then like, if it has a lot of ingredients or something like that, mm. like managing the process of cooking is a little bit difficult. You know mm. what I mean? Unless you're doing like a one pot wonder or something like that where right. it just goes in a pot and you just turn it on. But there's a lot of moving components, right? Like I have... Like fifteen jars of chicken stock. Oh yeah! Oh, like you remember? I gotta taste that thing. <laughs> I got okay. fifteen jars of chicken stock in that, and that process actually was a bit stressful. Oh really? Yeah, because a it took a, it took me two hours to, mm-hmm. to 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 boil up the the stock in such a big pot, and then it takes three times as long for the stock to cool down. Yeah, and then trying to figure out how, how you gonna store it, how I'm gonna store it. <laughs> But also, like, how I'm going to get just the liquid out of the pot. Mm. I don't have anything big enough to pour it oh, into. You know what I mean? That's right. You know, I, I spent so much time trying to procure a, a pot. I know, we you didn't know what I mean? That. that I never thought about what I was going to do once it was done <laughs> and how I was going to get the liquid out of it. And then where I was going to store it at. So I have, right. like, two crafts in the refrigerator full of chicken stock. And I, have, <laughs> I have 15 little jars in the freezer outside. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's so I think those are some things that would be very stressful. And then I guess the 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 main thing would be like not knowing what to do. Oh. You know what I mean? Like not having a plan. Like if like if my wife called me right now and was like, Hey, can you make dinner? Like right now at this moment, I would not know what to do. And mm. I would I don't I don't know if I could pull a meal out of my butt. Mm. You know what I mean? So to speak. Yeah. So I think that would be like not having a plan, not having a a good grasp of the entire process so that you're not sit, you know, so you don't have a finished meal in a kitchen full of dirty dishes no. at the end of it. Um, making sure that your kitchen is clean ahead of time so that when it's time to cook that you can just focus on the cooking. You're actually I, hitting a lot on the points that I'm, I'm yeah, go, okay. which is great. I mean, this is awesome. That's it's, good. It's, so it's good to know that. Yeah. So that, that I guess those would be the things that, yeah. that would kind of stress me out. That's pretty awesome. I, I, I personally, I mean, I, I do, I, I do definitely agree with you. I mean, that I feel that that must be a lot of contributors to, to the stress. Um, another thing too, that I think is that a lot of people also, uh, you said like view the cooking part to be the most difficult task of them all. Um, which I, I don't think it is. I don't believe that, that the cooking process is a difficult part of it all. Uh, many people think that, you know, you have to have such skills as a sushi you chef. Know, so chef. I mean, yes. That's like the buff guy saying, I don't find it difficult to get to the gym every day. Of course not. I'm not saying I don't you find it like difficult to cook. You look like you don't find it difficult. <laughs> the dude who has made a career out of, the one out of cooking doesn't find it difficult 
to cook America. I, I mean, I don't think everyone else should, because I, I really, because that's, that's the thing. I think that people like put this this entity behind cooking that you need to be some sort of master and possess such skills to do it. When in reality, you don't. And this is kind of what I, I brought up this topic because, um, going to what you said, I believe with proper planning and preparation, um, you know, that breeds successful cooking. And then on top of that, you prepare and you plan. The the more you know of what you're gonna go through and stuff like that, the more uh-huh. at ease you start feeling. Okay. So I, I that's kind of what I want to start off with is that the, with proper preparation and uh, planning, it's gonna breed successful cooking. And then with all that, like I mean, you don't need much more. Okay. So. Whatever you say there, Chef Roberto. I mean, I, w- I will say this, though. Like, I think you are 100% accurate, though. Yeah. Because, like I said, I've been, like, I cook. Right. And I cook fairly well. Exactly. And, but I don't cook often. Mm. You know what I mean? So I don't know what it's like for my wife who prepares meals every day. So this past couple weeks, I've just been taking it upon myself. Just kind to of. see, like, yeah. what I can come up with. Mm. That's good. And I've tried a few things. Obviously, I, I have a little bit of an advantage because I can call a chef and ask what to do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, so I, can, I, can, I can call you and ask you what to do. So, like, that gives me some confidence. Mm. And I think there's a lot of part where it's like you just don't have the confidence mm. or even have a person that you can go to to ask any questions to. For me, I'm like half of the stuff that I've cooked this past week, I probably would never have tried it. If I didn't know, I could call you. Mm. You know what I mean? Not even like taking upon research on your own? Yeah, like I made that tomatillo salsa. Yeah. I would have never done that. Mm. I had been wanting to make tomatillo salsa for a long time. And I just... You just wonder, you're just like... No, because I was like, oh, well, I'm going to mess it up. Uh, I don't know enough about it. So I'm going to mess it up, so I don't try it. Mm-mm. So you so got to do it, man. Just go... Just mess it up. Yeah, I think... I mean, mess up. That's it. I think that's like the best advice I could give to anybody who's like really trying to cook and like that's their hold up. Like, oh, it's just... I don't want to mess it up. That's fine. Like, in that in that moment, that's when you learn. You, you, you learn the most. Yeah, I I agree. Unless you put uh, cinnamon in your rice or roni, then you ruined it. I mean... Check check one of my... Uh, the other podcasts where I told you that story. You did? Shout out to Dewan Manuel. You did? You, yeah. I put, I put cinnamon in my rice roni. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you offline. All right. <laughs> I'll so, tell you again. You tell I will send you in to the podcast. Re- really? Yeah. Dang, man. I'm in memory, man. It's, yeah, it's all right. All right. So uh, real quick. So the first the first step I would like to start off with would be uh, to create a, a clean work environment. Okay. As we said, um, you know, if you have some dishes in your sink, if there's maybe some produce to be put away, uh, the counter might be a little dirty. My huge suggestion would be to take care of those things first. You know, make sure you ensure yourself, you give yourself a nice clean space so that when you lay everything out, your plants, you know, all your vegetables are you going to be slicing and dicing and containers are going to be putting them away. You have enough room to do all that. And like the less messier it looks, the more kind of uh, good feeling it gives you that you're kind of doing the right thing. You know what I mean? And okay. that's kind of what you want to do. You want to just keep promoting like real good vibes that you're doing the right things by making sure that things look nice and tidy. Um, okay. Or, or like organized. Organized. Right? Like, exactly. Like there's like something special about walking into like a newly cleaned room, like a exactly. newly reorganized room. You feel like, ooh, you know, yeah, like, like, you're like in a brand new space. Exactly. I think it also brings like some awareness, at least in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? That you don't want to mess it up. So you kind of are a little bit more 
tidier for the the remainder <laughs> of the upcoming weeks. Oh, oh yeah, like that's kind you of like a good mean? start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what so you're saying. You start off your 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 cooking adventures with a a clean work environment, then you're probably gonna be cleaner throughout, mm-hmm. the, throughout the process. Yeah, I remember um, there was a, a chef instructor next door n- to the next class over where I was at, and she had a Mariah popped my head in there because the chef wanted wanted me to ask her for something, and I popped in there, and, and she was kind of in the middle of her lecture, but I kind of caught in a good time because she had. As soon as I walked in, she had said, remember, a cluttered space is a cluttered mind. And I, mm. those, those words, you know, that little phrase stuck with me, you know, for the rest of, the rest of my life. Because, you know, it, it is true, you know, if you're working in a cluttered space, you know, you're trying to work through, through a mess, you know, that means your, your mind, mind is a mess. And that's what you don't mm. want. You know, you want to make sure your mind is clear. You want to make sure that you're, you're clear on the objective of what you're going to do. The objective is to meal prep for the whole week. And I want to make sure that I'm in here for the shortest amount of time and making sure that the time I am in here, it's effective. And then gotcha. it all starts with decluttering. I would also say that like that is also a personal thing too, right? Like, yeah. Like what looks cluttered to me may not be cluttered to you. Mm. You know what I mean? So on and so forth. So I think you have to find that balance for yourself as to what what cluttered works, what what cluttered means to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I have an idea of what cluttered means because, you know, you burn stuff when you clutter. Yeah. You or clutter. would you say like have a space where you're comfortable enough working in where yeah. like, you know, you don't have stuff overlapping where it's like maybe like you're using a cutting board and you have everything laid out on your cutting board and instead of putting them out, you know, organize them. They're all on your cutting board and it's kind of getting in the way of slicing and stuff. So, yeah, I got you. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, maybe I guess that. we could say that like be have uh, be intentional with what with your process. Yes. You know, and, and it doesn't have to fit. We're going to give you some tips on that but you have to still go through those and figure out what works for yourself as well um because i i agree i mean you people can come into my office and say that it's clean and people can come in here and say that it's dirty Mm -hmm. but really they don't know i know where everything is because i put it there so i think you have to know what you are doing when you're prepping to cook use chef roberto's tips and stuff like that making sure that you keep your services clean that you're prepping your your vegetables and you're putting them away for when you're ready to use them and you don't just have stuff willy nilly. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I love that summarization. <laughs> next, next one would be, uh, would be to like, uh, read, like if you're using uh, a recipe, for example, definitely read it through, uh, especially to kind of like my new, you know, the new people who kind of trying to start to take a dive into the kitchen and kind of really start to cook their own food. Um, really make sure you guys read recipes through, you know, read and uh, make sure that you understand what, what is telling you what that you understand that the cooking process of everything, because the more you understand it, you know, the better and more comfortable you become uh, doing it. And then also too, like in the moment, um, you're also anticipating what the next move is going to be. You know what I mean? So if it me if if it requires to add seasonings right after, you know, ensure that you have your seasonings right next to you and stuff like that, because you read through the recipe, ensuring that you know you knew what was going to come up next. So I highly suggest you know to read and understand what it is you're going to go through. That would would definitely ease everyone's mind. I agree, one hundred percent. Actually, I think that's kind of uh, like that's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is. It's like understanding. It's like it's no different than you know, at least having an understanding of what your uh, if you're if you're typing in an address into your navigation, you know, like read through the steps first so that you know like where you're supposed to go, exactly. so you don't have to. 
<clears throat> so you don't have to cut across three lanes. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a prime, prime example. It's like, why drive on the far left lane? And then if you knew ahead of time that you were going to turn right in yeah. a quarter of a mile, you exactly. probably would have already made your way closer to the end. You Which would have made the experience easier to deal and with. And smoother. smoother <laughs> and maybe the people who live in your house won't kill you for yeah, that. Exactly. That's a prime, prime example. I love that. So make sure you guys read, read through. And following with that would be uh, research. Mm. This is kind of going back to what you were saying about like kind of not knowing. Yep. Um, you know, maybe there's a cooking term in there. You know, maybe you don't know what saute means. Maybe you don't know what grill means. Um, or or what, what what's one of those words that you use all the time? Like sous vide? Oh, sous vide. Yeah, maybe I you don't know, know what sous, I didn't know sous, what sous vide, sous vide is. You know, it's, it's basically cooking... Um, in, in, a, in a controlled temperature, which is technically submerged underwater. So yeah. it's like these pouches that you could put like the products in or the, the, the produce or fish, meats or whatever. Um, normally you add like a, a little fat in there and you season it, you vacuum seal it. And it's this, this little cylinder apparatus that you submerge in a tank of water. You put in the temperature you want and it circulates this water that consistent temperature for however long you want it. And essentially, the way that that works, the gentle heat is cooking the stuff in the bag slowly and gently, and is kind of breaking it down so gently that so when you take it out, it almost seems like it's still intact in its shape, but it's kind of cooked through. It's a pretty interesting process, yeah. pretty neat I think, tech, cooking yeah. technique. Yeah, I so. think you should probably know that ahead of time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. But that's that's something like I would say, you know, once you start getting comfortable with the basics, that those are more kind of like advanced techniques, I would want to yeah. say. Um, I think there are a handful of terms, though, don't you think, that... that we don't necessarily know, but we think we know. Yes. Right? Like, I guess you say that, yeah. Like sweating. Right. Ah, there you go. Like sweating your, your vegetables or mm -hmm. whatever it is, right? Like, I thought I knew what sweating meant until you described it. And I was like, oh, I've never done that. Really? <laughs> yeah, which is basically like on a low heat, cooking your aromatics that's really the only thing that you should sweat right? well i mean you could sweat a, a couple other okay. things but uh, normally like, that's what i do with so my aromatics like for onions mm -hmm. you're basically cooking them till they're like translucent exactly nice and tender and then you're, and then you're pulling them mm -hmm. see i didn't know that i just thought sweating just meant put them on the heat until the water's gone i mean essentially that's kind of what you're doing <laughs> but you have to but, but what, what, what i'm saying though is that like understanding that I'm cooking them until they're translucent was probably a better cue oh. until the water is gone because <laughs> okay, then what you I end up with is burnt vegetables. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you, you played I, it pretty well. And I can guarantee you there was no water in that. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, that's uh, that's something that I really do recommend doing because I mean, even even on YouTube, I mean, it's something that you really taught me. It's like, you know, YouTube University. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that is at your disposal. Um, if you don't even have a, a chef friend like, like Gerald does, um, um, YouTube is, is, is your chef friend. I, I guarantee you that you, you can look up any cooking technique and you will find endless and endless videos on how to do it. And you can kind of scroll through and find one that you think, you know what, maybe the way that this guy does it, you know, does it really bad, but I like the way that this guy does it. I'm going to start doing like that. And, yeah. and that's, that's that. Yeah. Or maybe just, maybe we need to start putting out videos. And like that. Uh, yeah. And I'll start putting out like technique videos you know really kind of going through and we, how to we, we want you that. to be a, we want you to have the confidence to go in exactly. the kitchen and cook your own meals you know same thing like with the gym you know like absolutely we want you, we want you to have the confidence to go so we want to show you everything that we can show you so yeah. that when, you, when it's your turn to cook your meal or 
do your workout, you know exactly what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Because that's what workouts are, too. They're just recipes. Yeah, it's funny, too. I was writing this list, and I'm thinking, I was like, ooh, dude, I know Joe's going to have a field day with all this, man. He's going to make all these exercises. I mean, because in reality, yeah, they, they do. Like, I, I was even going through, and I was kind of making some yeah. connections of myself, and I'm like, oh, if I make some connections, for sure, you're going to make They're it. just recipes. Yeah, I, like, workouts are just recipes. They're you just got, guides. And you got to know what the terms yeah, are. You got to yeah. know what a, a AMRAP is, which is exactly. as many reps as possible. You got to know what a time is. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, as many reps as in this time frame, mm. you know what I mean? So there's so many, you know what I mean? There's so yeah. many terms that we throw around that we, you know, you know, push pulls, you know, it's just so All much that stuff. stuff. Olympic, I love Olympic lifts. You know, if you don't know what your Olympic lifts and the, the detailed functions of those, mm. then you might, you might actually use that in a, an opportune time. You know, so that's why it's important to have an understanding, a baseline understanding of how to. And I think I'm gonna do a video on how to yeah. build a workout and how to manage those things too, as well. So now again, think, like if you don't, just do a little research. You know, do a little research on your do, own. Do a little research. It's all out there. This information is it's readily available. Yeah, you know? a little Google search and that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my next one is uh, is uh, prep and ready. So essentially what that means is uh, making sure that your vegetables are all prepped ahead of time. Your vegetables, your aromatics, everything that needs to be chopped, diced, minced, uh, weighed out, portioned out or whatever. Like have that all ready to go so that once the cooking process comes, like you're just, you know, tossing things in left and right, uh, cooking them to the however long they need to cook for. And then, you know, you're, you're in and out in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I really can't can't stress that enough. Like to me, I, this is I, I follow this to the T and, you know. I think this is what makes a lot of my cooking so successful is that, you know, I, I try to organize everything all out so that I make it easier for myself to really kind of focus uh, the, the, during the cooking process. You know, I don't have to worry about like, oh, crap, you know, I forgot to cut the onions. Let me let me dice them up real quick. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with that inconsistent cuts, inconsistent cooking time, some might be a little more raw than the others. Then then the overall taste is just not going to be what I want. I'm going to be very disappointed and angry at myself. And why do I want that? Absolutely. I, so. I, that's the one thing I think I learned the most just mm. from being around you the last year. <laughs> For real. <laughs> like the last year and a half is like how much you prep first. Yeah. And I'm so used to like cutting and cooking as I go. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, there'll be times. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying yeah. like don't like it's a like, you know, don't ever do it. I, I've done it a couple of times. The results aren't aren't great, yeah, you know, yeah. for sure. I, I think that's but, the biggest thing too. It's like yeah. not, we're not necessarily telling people don't ever do it, but yeah. we're saying that you're going to get a better product mm-hmm. if you prep ahead of time. That, and, and all of this is prep and read your instructions so that you know what to do. Read your instructions so that you know what appliances you're going to use because you know you don't want to spend ten minutes looking for an item. And then realizing that you don't have it. How many times Oof. have you? How many times Oof. have you? Like I, I haven't even once. Oh really? Night. Oh dang! Jeez. <laughs> uh, so last night I wanted to cook. What was that I was cooking? I don't even remember. Oh, it was this morning actually. Oh, I had a prep. I wanted to prep uh, breakfast and things mm-hmm. for my kids and my wife before they left for their first day of school. So I wanted to make you know like. Some bacon and egg, like English muffins and okay. some fruit, nice. stuff like that. Well, I cooked the eggs uh-huh. and I cooked the bacon. And we did not have any English muffins. Oh, because you didn't have English muffins. Yep. Dang. 
I found some Kaiser rolls when they were molded. Oh. So I had to put them on these little thin bagel things. And it's just, I mean, how was it though? Was it? It was good. It was good. But it just wasn't what I was trying to do. Oh, it just didn't give you it that pizzazz. So it's know? like, I wish I would have mm, looked that's actually first, a good example, yeah. you know, look first and see if I had that ingredient. Because I probably would not have gave them because those sandwiches those those thin bagel slices they're mm. really thin mm. and they break apart and are very suitable to eat oh, on like, a journey uh, you know oh I, mean? I see what you're saying okay oh, that's very thoughtful yeah. so I'm like alright let me try to n- now I know mm. you know like let, let me go and make sure that I have these ingredients I think it's important to make sure that you have your ingredients it's like I think it's important to make sure that you have all the equipment when it's time to work out exactly and that's kind of like another thing too it's like you know even after you prepped all your vegetables like then gather all your equipment. If it if it says, you know, preheat or do this, you know, you make sure that you do all those things so that when the cooking time or whenever it is that you're ready to go, like things are ready for you, you know, yeah. to start using. So um, I think that's perfect point. I, and there's so many. <laughs> it's like not even exercise, right? Like just life in general. Yeah. Like life in general says that you have to do these things. You're absolutely you know, right. You need to prep. You got to know what you're getting into in plan. advance. You got to plan, you know, mm-hmm. and then you got to be consistent because the, the, the best way to become a better cook is to cook yep. and Over. cook often. Exactly. And the best way to be fit is to exercise. There's a, exercise also. There's a really famous uh, Japanese chef. Uh, that's a that documentary on, on Netflix. Uh, Jiro Dreams, Sushi, uh, Jiro Sushi Dreams, something like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a documentary of, uh, of the chef who um, they filmed this, his restaurant. And um, essentially, they interview their cooks and the grueling process in which they have to go through to become a sushi master. Okay. And essentially, like, they break it down where, like, they spend the first, like, five years folding the really hot, uh, towels that they give to the to the guests and like they say that they're so hot that it kind of burns their hands um, and then once they master that then they spend the next decade just butchering fish and then once they master that after 10 years then they're allowed to start cooking the eggs and there was like even some apprentices that say like they make like 200 egg sushi things before they can even serve the clients like he is so adamant about like about the basic principles that they do it so well that it, the food there is just phenomenal, Sheesh. you know, but it's, it's, it's just kind of going to those things where it's like, if you just do the little things, the very little things, right. All the time, the bigger things are going to be amazing. And that's kind of like the point that I wanted to get. Yeah. Cause all big things are made out of a bunch of, little a bunch of little things. things. And that's what cooking is. Cooking is a bunch of little things done. Right. For non-plan. Booyah. <laughs> I feel like you just, Kick me in the neck with that one. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, no, I, I really, really agree with that. Yeah. I think there's so many, like even like building this business. Yeah. It's, it's, it's little things and you can kind of feel when some of those little things go by the wayside because there's little small issues and a bunch of little small issues is a big issue mm-hmm. and it makes for a poor, poor product. And I think you have to have a mindset that you will always fix the small stuff. Mm. And you'll never just put out something that was salted too much or too little. You know what I mean? Right. That you, or, or too much seasoning or pepper or 
you know, not enough this or not enough that, not enough flavor that was developed or whatever. I just think that there's so many applications in life that calls for a care of the small things. Labor of love. Labor of love. <laughs> that, that's what, I mean, to be honest, like that's what parenting is to yeah. me. It's a bunch of little things, you know what I mean? That's actually a really good so point. So like disciplining your children for the small stuff it's a lot easier mm. than having to discipline your kid for sneaking out of the house, right? Oof, like there's right. a lot of missteps that you may have made prior to that kid sneaking out of the house oh, that shit. allow that kid to feel that sneaking out of the house was dude was a part of like the equation, right? The way you just tied that to man, I'm like <laughs> I mean, but, but you you're, get, abs- you're absolutely you right. Yeah, yeah. Like it's those little things that you do, so that this that that big exactly thing at the end, the sneaking out. What what do we do? What was the little things that we did exactly. that accumulated to to yeah. you, the child sneaking out? Wow. Yeah, like you're absolutely you, right. Like like you said something to your kid, mm. and your kid just like walked off, and you just was like, "It's okay." And it's not okay. Mm. It's not okay. You correct it. Yeah. Correct it right then and there, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean. Correct it. <laughs> That way you don't have to correct bigger stuff because the bigger stuff is hard to correct. I mean, he's pretty much on point. Like coming, running full circle back to cooking. It's It's like it's a lot easier to manage your. uh, It's a lot easier temperatures than to put out a grease fire. Exactly, or or even then, it's like it's a lot easier to correct it. You know, in the beginning of the process, as far as like maybe it needs a little more salt because you need to taste Mm -hmm. as opposed to after it's all cooked and you try to add salt at the end. You can't do that. You're gonna be eating crunchy salt. (laughs) For real. All right. Following with the next one is a uh, clean as you go. It is a uh, crucial, crucial, crucial. Um, something you definitely don't want to do is let your sink stockpile because once you do that, there's kind of like no return from that. Like, it's, really? and they they sneak up on you fast. They do. They do. Um, I think one of the best times, one of the best times to to clean as you go, uh, would be after every single stage, uh, you do something. So, for example, uh, starting off with the work. You know, with the clean working body, you come in, you you clean whatever it is you need to clean. Uh, you set up your station, your cutting board, your knives, your, your utensils, all that stuff. You set out your produce. All right. You start slicing stuff. After you start slicing everything, you put everything in its proper containers. You stop. Wipe down for a little bit. All right. What's going to be the next step? Next step is moving into cooking part. All right. You get all your containers. I'm sorry. Your, your pots, pans. Heat them up. Preheat them. Your oven. Uh, you start cooking, you turn around, things are maybe things need to simmer for 20 minutes or so. Then that's when you turn around and be like, all right, what can I do in the next 20 minutes while this is cooking? I could come over to the counter, uh, reduce the space in here, maybe put away these tomatoes, you know, put away the containers yeah. off to the side, stuff like that. So like whenever stuff is cooking prolonged, like is a perfect time to to clean, like whichever, even for five minutes. You know what I mean? If you're uh, able to wipe something down, put something away. Anything. You that know. those little things during that time definitely save you minutes at the end of, of, of your cooking process. Kind of think about it like that. Like the little bit you clean during the process, you're kind of saving that time towards the end to when the actual big cleanup comes. It's just maybe the leftover, you know, dishes that you had as opposed to from the dishes from the very beginning, which is something you really don't want yeah, to do. That's my kids. That's yeah. my kids what it feels like to have to clean the dishes that were left behind, mm-hmm. the dishes that I just used to make the meals. And the dishes everyone just used to eat it. Ask them what that feels like to wash those dishes. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, no. I'd rather take care of that like right away. And I even tell my kids too. It's like as soon as they get done eating, it's like make sure you guys wash the dishes. Like, because that's like two less things that I have to take care of. You know, if they can help me out one way or another, like exactly. do it right then and there. Um, but 
actually there was a really great uh uh, one time a chef had a really good say and he said one time to one of the cooks uh we were we were there it was kind of a slow night and we're all you know kind of leaning up against our stations you know just chilling some of us are doing a little extra prep and uh, i remember uh, the chef says like what are you doing i'm like nothing he's like if you have time to lean you have time to clean <laughs> and it's like to the walk and you're like dang so but that's like another little thing that yeah. kind of stuck with me because essentially time to lean you got time to clean. exactly so it kind of like the way i uh um, took that meeting as, as it was kind of like, you know, any, any time again, any, any downtime whatsoever clean, just make it easier on yourself. Any downtime. I agree. So, I mean, there's a, there's something special about being able to eat a meal in, in a clean kitchen. Oh, of course. You know hundred I mean? <laughs> percent. Like, or, or like the satisfaction that you get after you've like felt like you've just like slaved in the kitchen mm. and then like everything is clean. Like I do that for Thanksgiving. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I try to get everything prepped because I'm cooking the whole day. You know, I have a spatchcock turkey on the smoker. Ooh. You know, I got like a brisket in the oven. You know what I mean? I got, you know, macaroni and cheese going. I got collard greens going. I got, oh, you know, damn, corn, man. I got cornbread dressing going. Ooh. I got some sort of broccoli, cheese, rice casserole going. And it's a lot. That's a lot. lot. I, I'm, I'm just thinking of all the dishes. It's a lot of dishes, you know? And I'm like, yeah. you have to clean as you go. You have you to. You have to move. You have to put things away. You have to store. You have to. And I think going back to some of the other stuff that you said before, mm -hmm. you also have to, especially when you're cooking a meal like that, you have to have a plan for the cleaning and the storing as uh, you go actually yes you're right so like absolutely you, you, gotta, you, you you have an entry plan and you need to have an exit plan mm. how are you going to get these dishes clean as you go when is the the great opportunity so like when you're reading a recipe and it says let cook for 15 minutes you know that you have 15 mm. minutes to start cleaning everything up absolutely which is why you have which is why it's so important that you read through the steps you read through these things that when we'll put this all in the, in the show notes mm -hmm. uh, if, that you'll find at plus one community.com. Just click on podcast and then episode. I think 10, it's 10 I believe. Dang, 10, bro. 10. Damn. Yeah, click on episode <laughs> 10 and you will be able to see the show notes for this. At, and maybe we'll put together like a little small, like cheat sheet that right. you can, you can kind of use. Pull and I think the thing is like, have a plan. Like we want you to have a plan when you go to the gym too. We don't want you to just show that like, the worst thing you could do at the gym is to show up and not know what you're going to do or work on or anything. Mm. And if you don't have enough exercises already stored in your brain, then it's kind of hard to come up with something on the fly. Right. Like ah, if, I gave you, right. if I gave you, you know, a bucket full of ingredients, you'd be able to come up with something. Of course. And you'd be able to come up with something just because, you have a lot up there. Mm -hmm. Just like if you gave me a bucket full of exercise equipment, things, I can come up with a workout program. Like give, a pretty dope. Give, one. give me, give me an exercise program with, with these, with these, with these three these things. I can, I can come up with one because yeah. I have a lot of that stored. Now we switched. I'd find it a little difficult yeah, to write a out a plan. Difficult. Yeah. Or you, you go back try to fit these. Pieces of equipment into the limited box that you have of yeah. exercise. And it I would it looked like a thing. it looked like a really sloppy plan. You'd probably exactly. look through. You're like, no, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I would do the same thing yeah. if you gave me a a basket full of ingredients. I would not know what to do <laughs> to just cook them individually mm. and put them on a plate. That makes sense. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So 
I think it's important that you read through everything, you know, read through the, 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 the stages. And it's not necessarily for, you know, us telling you that you need to read through it so that you, because you don't have an understanding, it's so that you have a clear understanding of how you're going to utilize the time. Exactly. And, wow. and, and for, for us and what we're trying to accomplish for our members is, you know, an opportunity or an avenue to make things more efficient because, you know, exercise and, and nutrition, they take a lot of time. They do. Or they, they're, we're told they take a lot of time. But at Plus One, we're trying to come up with the strategies to make them easier, uh, more efficient, more straightforward. And that's on the exercise and the cooking side. Exactly. And then uh, actually a bonus to all that that I actually would like to add, um, something that I, I do that really helps, you know, kind of take the, the stress out of what I'm doing. Um, because I mean, even, even as a chef sometimes too, like uh, cooking for a living and then like having to cook, you know, constantly at home, it, it does kind of get a little, I don't know how to put it, but it just, uh, sometimes you just don't, you're not in the mood for it, you know, or you're just like, I really don't want to do this. But uh, one way that really gets me going is uh, I play music. Okay. Uh, I love playing music in the background, especially when I cook, because like, I mean, it just, it, it creates this sense of I am in a happy, fun space. I want to be here. I love to be here because of, you know, I got the music playing, you know, and it's giving me these kind of vibes. And then these vibes kind of rub off to what I'm doing, okay. you know, and as I'm cooking. all What should go magic, to music? Salsa. Salsa music? Salsa is my, my jam, dude. I, I get down with salsa. I love salsa. Oh, yeah? I play salsa in the background. Man, it's, it's over. Do you do all the, you know? Yeah. I, I, I used to. I used to love doing all that. Now I just. I just listening to that, that's me doing the salsa <laughs> yeah, with my, with my mouth is that what you imagine yeah, salsa. that's what I imagine <laughs> salsa, salsa. but I mean any anything that you guys enjoy anything that kind of moves you like, even like even like gym music you know like when, you, when you're in a workout you put some good music that you really enjoy music that gets you pumped kind of in the similar way is kind of what you want to create in the kitchen you know something that really wants you that, that gets you in there that really is like oh like I don't know what it is, but this this beat, this music got me pumping, really and doing, I'm right? like, I'm going, I'm doing this, and next thing you know, like I, I believe mood affects food. Oh, that's another. Put that on a T-shirt. Yeah, mood, mood affects, affects food. food. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I I'm a strong believer about that. Okay. You know, if if you have someone cooking food for you and they're in a bad mood, probably not gonna taste so great. To you be honest, so? I I mean, I believe so. I believe so. I mean, I know when when I've cooked and I've tried a couple things, I've I've tasted things, been a couple, and I fell off. Sometimes when I've been in amazing moods, you know, like the music hits just right and it is just like the whole vibe in general, the food is like amazing. Like sometimes I wonder myself why I don't have a Michelin star yet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? But it's this things that you kind of want to give yourself to kind of bring out, you know, that bring out yourself out in you, you know what I mean? Really show who you are and that's how I kind of do it in the kitchen. It's kind of really put something that really gets me going and, and I enjoy it. So, um, I mean, I... Is it bad if I listen to audiobooks? I mean, listen to what you like. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like to listen to, to some podcasts while I work out, podcasts or, or audiobooks. Um, it's a little weird, I think. But, yeah. I mean, I enjoy it. You when know, you work, when, you when work I work out, out yeah. Oh, hell no. Yeah, when I work out. But when I cook, though, you know, I'm jamming. I'm the opposite. I'm jamming. See, like, I can cook and listen to an audiobook. Yeah. But uh, when I work out, I need something. You need some. I need some aggressive. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. But it, uh, it also depends. I guess. So, like, if I'm lifting heavy, I need something aggressive because mm. I speak aggressively when I lift heavy. 
if I'm doing something long, like some sort of endurance, like bike rides, long, well, I don't do anything for swim, uh, bike ride runs, I would listen to something a little bit lower tempo, mm. you know, or I would I would run according to a tempo. So like things that have like, I think it's what, 64 beats a minute or something like that. Oh, I forget what the terminology is, but it's like a cadence. I actually have been trying to do all of my endurance stuff with no audio. How's that? Because that's what you do in a race. Oh, really? Yeah. So no ra- no audio, no nothing, just me. Oof. And my thoughts, it sucks. All right, try that then. Try oh, it. I didn't think about that. You should try it out, Dang. especially if you're racing soon. Really? I'm, I'm eight eight weeks away. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> for real, you're right. Yeah. We're, we're eight weeks away. You're close. All right, but to wrap it all up, I guess so. Um, to really help you guys, you know, de-stress in the kitchen. Remember, uh, first is create a clean work environment. Uh, second, make sure you guys read through any recipes that you are using. Make sure you thoroughly understand the time, ingredients, everything that you have on hand. Uh, third is research. Make sure you research um, any terms or anything that you're really not too sure of. Make sure that you have a, a clear understanding of what you're doing. Uh, make number four is uh, prep and be ready. Make sure you have all your equipment, everything that needs to get preheated. Make sure everything sliced, diced, minced, whatever it is that needs to be. Um, the fifth one is of course uh, clean as you go. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one, like I said, a bonus for mine is uh, make sure you play some music. Play some music. Play anything that kind of gets you, you know, going live. Create that really happy space that you really yeah. crave for and want. And uh, remember to... It doesn't have to just be music. Right? It doesn't it have to be music. Yeah, my, be, my wife, be something that my you wife has find a comfortable. Cooking you enjoy. cleaning movie. Oh, yeah? And movie? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I never heard of that. It's Pride and Prejudice. Because she loves timepieces. I hate timepieces. I don't. Even, I have no idea what the, any of that is. Do you, First, you I don't, don't know what. But what, what is it? Time? Pride, pride and prejudice. I don't know what pride and prejudice. And I don't. What was? You it? don't know what a timepiece is. I don't even know. So move, timepiece movies are like movies set in like a specific era of time. Okay. So like, like World War Two movies. It would be more like. What would be something like? Like the Great Gatsby. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would be a time, but more timepiece would be like, like if you like medieval or oh, okay, okay, or something like that, like more, yeah. more, okay. Like okay. if you're watching Bridgerton, like that would be a timepiece, or Handmaid's Tales. Oh, because it takes in piece. like like 1700s, 1600s yeah, yeah, yeah. type. Sh- okay, I see, I see what you're saying. I don't like movies like that. My wife loves oh. them, so she watches Pride and Prejudice, which, if I'm not mistaken, Pride and Prejudice has almost the entire cast of Harry Potter. Really? Yes. Hundred percent. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna be the one to uh, recommend that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that to me, that those fall in the lines for my wife is stuff like Pretty Woman, The Color Purple, which which is a terrible movie, yeah. Over, overrated movie. I said <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Color oh, Purple God. is half overrated. Because the first, but when I was growing up, Color Purple came in two VHSs. The first VHS was dope. The second, the second VHS was kind of trash. My wife believes that's a, this the greatest movie of all time. So I totally just took a shot at her favorite movie. Oof. And I've done it to her face. It's no big deal. Oh. Sorry. I guess it ain't that bad. Sorry, wife. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for her going on a personal attack for your favorite movie. Right. But you'll get over it, I'm sure. Oh, gosh. Sure. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> so what you, but, what you think? I thought that was, it was, it was, it was great. You like those tips? It was a, it's a great tips. And I think, um, a lot of these stuff, obviously we're being very specific as it pertains to the kitchen and mm-hmm. cooking, but I think you can actually take those and apply them to life. Like if you take the, the general, you just take the general, yeah. you know, the first one was what? Uh, we said, a uh, create a clean work environment. Exactly. That, so. that applies to everything. Yeah. Have a clean desk. There you, I was, yep. There you go. Also like have a clean mind and it's hard to learn new tasks if you can't clean out your own mind. Mm, it's hard. Exactly. It's hard to learn new things when everything else is so jumbled. And by jumbled, it's like the old way of thinking, the old way of doing things. And, you know, you get almost afraid to be new or try new things because you have so much of this old thinking. Mm. So sometimes it's better to just take everything out, rearrange it, and figure out what is good to keep so that you can add new things. Hmm. Go through your your kitchen cabinet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Throw out those old Tupperware containers that are already stained, you know, <laughs> red from the spaghetti from three years ago. You know, get rid of those things. They're they're so inexpensive. Like and to have a new environment yeah. to learn new things is a hundred a hundred percent important. It's kind 100%. of setting yourself up for that. Absolutely, yeah. I would say do that in all in all areas. Learn some new stuff. Get rid of the old ways of thinking, some of the old ways of doing things, yeah. some of the old beliefs. You know, even as it pertains to to exercise, I do that constantly with my own gym. Is you know, get in there, clean it out, get rid of the old stuff. Find out what actually needs to be replaced. Ooh, I you love that I mean? man. That's actually really good. Yeah, like, try that. If it wasn't like I have a knife in there prior to you coming to my house mm-hmm. that I've used for everything. And I didn't know it was a shitty knife until you came here <laughs> and then let me use a non shitty knife. And I was like, Holy crap, my knife is trash. <laughs> so I had to buy a new one. I had to get yeah. rid of the old ones and buy a new set. Yeah. And I think we're so afraid to let go mm. of these old things and these old ways because we know what to expect. You know, yeah, even, right. even though like the, the writing is on the wall, like, this knife is smushing these tomatoes and is just squirting out the seeds out the top. This knife is trash. You should get a new knife. Or sharpen it. Or whatever. <laughs> Wait, right? Yeah, but you yeah. can't keep using this dull knife yeah, absolutely. because <clears throat> it's not provide it's it's it's, it's taking is making cutting tomatoes take too long, mm-hmm. right? And creating a you're mess. spending it. You're, you're expending all of this energy cutting these tomatoes for them to come out like trash. When all you have to do is toss it, toss it, and get a new one, one or yeah. sharpen it. Exactly, but that's repair, still, that's which means still, which means repair. Exactly. So think still, about marriage. How much how much stuff do we go through in a relationship with another person, right? Mm-hmm. That is based on old thinking old ways of doing things old habits and we're almost not equipped to clean out our own relationship kitchens mm. you know what i'm saying wow that's but when you really if you were to just take 5 10 20 minutes in your relationships discuss the old ways of thinking and how they no longer apply and work to replace them with something new I think that's a really good relationship tip right there. I was try- I I use relationships on purpose. 
Why because I always use exercise as my example, but I'm, I can tie it whatever. You really I can. can. I can tie it into anything. I mean, that's me an I, honestly, I, I, to me, that's like one of the best ways. Like everything that I've been learning is just because of the fact that how you, I, that's how you do it. <laughs> like the way that you can tie it to something where it's like you tell me first. I'm like, do I have no idea what the hell you're saying? But okay, <laughs> you know. And then it's like, and then but it's like, okay, so like you know. Take this for example, and like boom. Okay, yeah, I've, I've been in the car before. Oh yeah, you know it's broken down. Oh, oh yeah, you're actually you're right. Thinking about it, like you know, and then it's like click. Yeah, I I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, my kids don't like that. No, the analogies. I, I think like, that's the best this, way this I learned. Ha- this is what happens in my house. I say something. They look at me like, oh, like a, like you know how the dogs yeah. go. <laughs> I start to explain an analogy. And they'll be like, Dad, no analogies right now. <laughs> My wife will say, I don't speak analogies. All right. They're really good tools to learn. I mean, they really are. I, I, it's, it's, it's <laughs> At least you, you understand. I, I mean, I, understand. I, I love them. I mean, I wish I knew how to create analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but you just draw comparisons. Right? Right. They're, all the, they're just the same thing. I feel sometimes like my comparisons are like so far off. You're just like, no. You're right. I'm yeah. just maybe I was supposed just, to be just like research that. it, dude. Maybe I was supposed to be like a preacher in my past life. <laughs> or something I think like so. <laughs> I just don't have the. <laughs> I don't have that part. Well, that's the black thing. Sorry. Let's <laughs> <laughs> edit that. Well, yeah, we probably should. <laughs> we we're not. We don't edit anything out. These are raw and uncut. So you know, Roberto, I think this was excellent. Yeah, I mean. This is an excellent conversation. I think the biggest thing that we can take away from that is preparation is key. Yes. Consistency is key. I and mean, I think I think the more I think about it, like there's a whole key set, mm. right? There's a whole key set. It's not just consistency. Because if you don't know what the hell you're supposed to be consistent to. How are you right? going to be consistent? Exactly. I think there's so many ways that you can actually dive into this whole consistency is key thing. You know, mm. like what are the keys for? What does it unlock? What's behind the door? That's you know a great I mean? question. I ask those things all the time. Like, is that the only key I need? Or do you need a motivation key? Do you need a persistent key to go along with your consistent key? That's I don't true. know. I think we should dive into that too. Ooh. The keys the for keys. success. The, keys the key for- chain of success. Ooh. Here are the keys that you need. Five keys. Five keys? I don't think it's five. No. Oh. I'm going to go off the top of my head. Consistency is one. Persistent is one. I don't think, here's one, I don't think that motivation is a key. I mean, if anything, I would put discipline over motivation. You think? I I would too. Because it's it's easier, okay, like motivation comes and goes. Yes. Right? But discipline is like, you know that, okay, so like motivation is like tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to run at six in the morning. Six in the morning comes and you're like, you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. Because at that spur of the moment, those five minutes when you had said that yesterday, it was there. Motivation left. Discipline, says it up. stays there. You know that you don't want to, but discipline tells you you have to. And you get up and you do it. Here's how I put it. Motivation is a feeling. Is a feeling. Yes. Okay. And the only way it works is if you feel it. All right. So I have to feel Motivated. like I'm ready to work out and change my life okay. in order for me to do it discipline mm. and there's a great book by Jocko Willink I love that guy it's called uh, Discipline 
equals freedom. I think you're right. Uh, I'm pretty Something sure like I might that. be a little bit off, but I'll put the, the actual book in the show notes. Mm. And discipline says that it doesn't matter how I feel. I'm going to do it because I scheduled it. Wow. And I think we need to look at our lives, health, cooking, whatever, however you want to suss it out into discipline, being disciplined and learning discipline and not motivation. Mm. You don't need motivation. Motivation is fleeting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Motivation dies because it's windy outside. Motivation dies because it's raining. Mm. Discipline says it doesn't matter if it's raining. We have to do it. You're going to do it because we scheduled it. Oh, we're going to do it because that's, we scheduled that's, it. That's what we really need to do. But we'll leave that for another podcast. Yeah. This one was really great. Talked about you know being more efficient in the kitchen as always because efficiency is key. And you know, just like every other time that we do this podcast, you know, this podcast is very, very simple in its format. But the goal is to make you a little bit healthier. To have a little more fun. For a little while longer. Yeah. And that's really all it is. We're not trying to turn you into prize fighters, triathletes, anything. We're trying to just make you a little bit healthier because we all deserve health. We all deserve to be healthier. We all deserve to live those years on the back end of our lives without being a burden. Exactly. I'm not saying that what we're doing makes you live longer, but barring any issues, it should make those last years more pleasant. More fun. (laughs) So so with that, we're going to end it. We appreciate you for listening. As always, you can check out uh, all the show notes um, at plusonecommunity.com and click on media and podcasts and you'll see all of our podcasts, all 10. And we love you guys. We love all of our community out there. Yes. We appreciate you. If you need anything, make sure you reach out. And with that, we are out. See ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to the People Like Us podcast, brought to you by plusonecommunity.com. We hope you learned something valuable to allow you to get a little bit healthier, have a little more fun for a little while longer. And if you did, be sure to share this with your friends, family, and colleagues. Also, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you listen to so you don't miss an episode. And tell us what you think if you are inclined to do so. Thank you again. Take care and remember, if you are a person like us, we see you. Ciao.